Geeks. 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 Hello and welcome back to Geeks, the world's number one entertainment show recorded live in these rooms. The games special of 2020, episode 116, did we decide? 117. 117. Holy shit. Our lives are Holy bleeding shit. by and we're barely noticing. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me to talk about some nerdy video games is Alexander Chad. Alexander Sharkstiff <laughs> is my name from now on. <laughs> if you haven't listened to our previous episode of movies, uh, don't bother. Just take this out of context. And Katie Watson. <laughs> Hi. 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 <laughs> Who wishes she was somewhere else. I, looking back at my childhood, I was like, where do I think I'll be in my 30s? <laughs> I would never have guessed <laughs> being on a, You'd be hanging out on with a video the game podcast with you two dummies. But here we are. <laughs> here you are. Here you are indeed. Your life is an accumulation of all your decisions. Oh. Yep. I'm dying here. Alex is, yeah, Alex, here's a catch-upper. Alex is nearly dead. I apparently was nearly dead, but I've taken some medicine and it seems to have seen me through. Riding the high. You are riding that wave. Um, I'm just enjoying talking about everything that's to come in 2020. I'm getting excited. 2020 movies sounded pretty great, particularly the first two months. First two months, I thought, fuck, this is one of the best years ever. And then it got a little shittier as time went on. And what's it going to be like for video games? Nobody knows, but we're going to try and dig through it as best as we can. It's like your resolutions. Let's just say 2020 is going to be the new generation of consoles year. Well, this is the thing, guys. We're now in the year the PlayStation 5 logo just announced. Guess what? Looks just like every other PlayStation logo. <laughs> that comes out. And what's the other console called, guys? See if they've taught you well. Is it Xbox Series X? Is that what it is? I was trying to remember incorrect. today and I couldn't remember. I mean, technically <clears throat> correct, but incorrect. Katie? Isn't it just called Xbox? Yes, Katie wins. It's just called Oh, it Xbox. is just called Xbox? That's all they want you to call it. Because they like to be as confusing as possible. They announced it as Xbox Series X, but then they had to come out and backpedal and explain, we actually just want you to call it Xbox. This is the Series X of Xbox, which means it's like the premium version of Xbox. There are going to be other non-premium versions. Like there's going to be a just purely streaming one that's going to be less powerful or this, well, purely downloadable one or whatever which they haven't announced what that one's actually going to be called. Confusing even more because we have an Xbox One X right now. So they would just want to keep X as their premium like letter. So they've got three fucking Xs in their title and series doesn't need to be there. So just Xbox. That's what they want. They want to become like iPhone. So you just score. Hey, I got My Xbox. brain. You killed Alex. <laughs> Terrible branding. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, you go from Xbox to Xbox 360 to Xbox One. <laughs> To Xbox. Don't they pay a lot of people a lot of money <laughs> to do their marketing and advertising? Was there no board meeting? Honestly, like it's bewildering. It really is. I mean, I really hope I wish them well because I'm an Xbox guy. I think it's undeniable that PlayStation have had a better generation for exclusive games and obviously for sales figures, they've over doubled as far as we can tell what Xbox have done. But for exclusive games, PlayStation has been the way to go. I really hope Xbox mm. can get ahead of the curve a little bit with the coming generation. But we'll find out. But right now, we have to deal with what's left of Xbox One and PS4, guys. Because that's what we're going to be talking about for the majority of this yep. incredible show. Oh, yeah. If you want to support us, go to weirdgeeks.com. You can email us through there. You can branch out to our social medias. We don't use them. 
But hey, if you stay to the end of the podcast, we'll take our personal social medias and you can hassle us through them. I reply to almost every DM that I get. And if I don't, it means I don't like you. No one ever messages me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get any messages either. Well, guys, you got to be more annoying like me and then people message you, stop doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely little treat every morning. What else is happening? Yes, we did this all for free. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. We don't do banner ads. We don't do patrons. And by the love of the Series X, we will not try and sell you any three-ply toilet paper. Snow globes with the London eye in it. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I'm liking both of these. Snow globes <laughs> is what in it? The London Eye. London Eye. You are looking at the London Eye as we speak. I mean, it would be a really nice mm. snow globe. Should we walk down to the London Eye after this? That'd be nice. I don't think it's moving walk. right now, which is probably yeah, we, even no, better because then all the tourists are gone. Yeah, let's go. All right. Meet you there. Alex, handle the podcast. We're off. Okay, <laughs> starting at number one. <laughs> What's happening? Number, that's not how the year works. <laughs> Number one month. Number one month. All right, yeah. yeah, let's just get straight into it. We're going to go through month by month. Now, guys, when we did the movies, there were enough releases that we could pick our favorite from each month that aren't really with our video game. I mean, yeah, we could still do that. I think we just, but let's just do a top five or three at the end. Yeah, I was going to say, what I want you to do, you're going to pick three from the ones we have dates for. And then at the end, we've got a list of stuff that we don't have dates for. And I just want you to pick one from that. Okay. Oh, Al, why did you say that? I'm a nightmare. Okay, fine. I'm a nightmare. DM me. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. January 16th. That's really when the video games kick off, isn't it? Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, comes out. PS4 exclusive. This one came out of nowhere. Yakuza games, man. They're just thick and fast. There's so many of them now. It's insane. There was a... Like, it took us... Literally three years at one point to get a Yakuza game when it came out in Japan to then get ported to America and the UK. Now, it's just a flood. The gates are open. For people who don't know, Yakuza is a bunch of the team actually originally worked on the Shenmue games. And they kind of have a similar backbone, but very different approach. It's with Yakuza. Uh, it's kind of got big soap opera godfather-like stories. You get open world parts of Tokyo or different cities in Japan to wander around. Uh, it's actually built by the guy who, yeah, created, uh, well, some of the people who created Virtua Fighter, same as Shenmue. So there's a lot of fighting baked into it, but it's also sort of RPG. And then it's just the, it's the king of mini games, which at the time Shenmue was, and it's built on that. So it's like, you can do everything. You can go to all the places, buy all the foods, do the karaoke, play the gambling, go into the arcades and play other games. You can do shopping, you can drive go-karts, you can go to hostess bars and get flirted <laughs> with, you can play electric guitar solos, you can do jobs to get promotions. In this one, you can have dominatrixes taking you into nappy care. There's a big fucking I saw freaking that on tiger. The trailer. Like, I haven't played any of these games and I was watching the gameplay trailer of this from the Tokyo Game Show. It looks wild. Like, all the <laughs> extra are, stuff you can do. Wild. It just looks insane. What's really funny is they take themselves very seriously in the melodrama and then it will suddenly just go absolutely mental. Well, I just love that your fighting style changes based on your profession that you decide to be. Yeah. Which is uh, fantastic. Yeah. Dancer. You guys like doing break dance moves. I love it. And so it's turn-based fighting. I noticed that this no. one. Yeah. This, I was reading that this one has switched to turn-based fighting. What? How yeah. dare they? Let the whole point uh, was it was always like playing Virtua Fighter or something. Yeah. That's deeply upsetting me. I mean, I believe you so, because they're crazy. 
But, uh, oh, I mean, this guy, this one has a guy right. dressed as a chef grinding a huge peppercorn over his foes. <laughs> I mean, you always need a little bit more pepper. <laughs> That's actually genuinely upsetting because I hate turn-based battles. I hate them so much as it's going to come up in uh, a lot a different month. Yeah, in March <laughs> it's going to come up. Where is it? I saw it on the IGN on Igna. of it. Do you know how much I used to type in IGN when I, in my formative internet years? So much so that to this day, if I type a word that has ING at the end, I will always type it IGN first, and then I have to correct it to ING. <laughs> They've broken you. Without exception. Yeah. The switch from real-time to turn-based combat has been controversial, but it also yeah, it looks set to bring plenty of other features. Al is, I don't Al like is that. controversed. I am controversed. I was getting excited for Yakuza 7. I haven't played on these properly in a while, and... Now and I was in, and now I may be out. They had lobsters in this, guys. I love this. Falling from the Some sky. of the mini games include kart racing, garbage collection, <laughs> exam taking, <laughs> pachinko slots. One about staying awake at the movies by warding off sleep-inducing sheep men. Yeah, <laughs> and a whole lot of familiar faces and neighborhood weirdos from previous Yakuza oh, games. Oh my god! I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm excited, and that comes out in a week. Yeah, I almost want to jump into this game, having had no Yakuza experience. I feel like it just looks so wild that I kind of just want to dive in. Uh, but other than the turn-based battles. The day after that, <laughs> though, a fairly big game comes out called Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, or Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, if you're English. This is on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, they're just increasingly getting better and better at emulating how the cartoons look in video games. It does look visually stunning. And this is RPG elements as well as all the fighting stuff. They've done this, you know, iterations of this a lot. They keep pushing back to, oh, it's better to go full fighter like Dragon Ball Fighters, or better to go more RPG. This could be the best one, or it could be like many of them where it's just like, yeah, this is a seven out of ten. Um, yeah, who knows? Yeah, but I'm a big cool. Dragon Ball fan, and I think it looks cool. I've never really got into the games so much. And when I first heard about them doing an RPG Dragon Ball game, I was really excited, but Every time I've watched the trailer or the gameplay trailers, I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, yeah, cool. It looks okay. I mean, it looks pretty, but I don't know if I'm in a rush to play it. Yeah, I don't know how much you'd get out of them. But that's January. Yakuza 7 or Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so we're not doing that, are we? No. Okay. No, continue. no we're not. February the 4th, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, which tells you everything you need to know about it because it's got tactics, tactics? written into yeah. the... Exactly. It's on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the old Switch. Yeah, isometric tactics game. If you like that kind of thing, this looks decent. I do like the Dark Crystal. I don't like tactics. So. You don't like taxes? Nobody yeah. does. I started watching the trailer and I was like, oh, no, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Alex. February 11th, a week later, we're finally getting Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Xbox oh, exclusive. This looks so pretty. So pretty. Sequel, of course. To the previous Ori game that I've forgotten now. <laughs> Fuck, Ori and the Blind Forest, which was stunningly beautiful. One of the greatest openers. I was saying to Katie, though, I respect the hell out of these games, but I'm not a Metroidvania fan, so I don't really like... Like, it has to be something special like Inside or Far for me to get into side scrolly stuff anyway, but I'm not a fan of Metroidvania, like going through, you know, uh, dungeony sort of tunnels finding you know locks things having to get a new power and then coming back backtracking to that place to open that thing like that whole gameplay loop doesn't really do it for me so wait you didn't like jedi fallen order <laughs> hmm. 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, I just listened to a podcast with fucking four people just raving about that game so much. They loved it so much. And I just, I don't understand. We'll get to that in our 2019 <laughs> podcast, which is coming. Should have mentioned that at the top. It is 2019 coming. podcast. It's going to be exciting. Also out on February the 11th, Yakuza 5 <laughs> coming to PS4. Yeah. So they've been gradually, basically. Okay. Yeah. You're going to give me the info on that? No, you tell me. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused, Al. What is going on? Well, okay. So a bunch of these games, they weren't out on the current generations of previous generations, or they just weren't out because they came out in Japan, you know, so much more before. And then as we started to catch up, we were already too late. And then what they actually also started to do in Japan was remaster, remake, essentially, the old ones. So you had Yakuza Kiwami, they were called, and Yakuza 2 Kiwami. And I think they did three and four in Kiwami versions, I'm not sure. And then there were some side ones. There's one set backwards in time when you're in, like, feudal Japan. And then there's a zombie one, I think, as well or something. It's a crazy Yakuza world. And they're gradually getting all of them out onto PS4. And it's very exciting because we all have Yakuza 5 out on ps4 i think they're gonna finally catch up with all the accuser games and then we're gonna move to the next generation <laughs> basically and leave them all behind stranded on ps4 although backwards compatible presumably so february 14th we're getting dark siders genesis this is on ps4 xbox one and switch this is a diablo kind of looking game but it's still very dark siders with how it plays it's had some very decent reviews, lots of 8 out of 10s from publications from Airship Syndicate, who did previous Battle Chasers, Night War. But these are kind of weird because these aren't the mainline Darksiders games, which the first one was essentially like, it was for Xbox when Xbox couldn't get, you know, any Zelda games, obviously. And so this comic book artist that I love, which is how it's Madeira, Joe Madeira, and this other guy, this great writer, I think he was. Fuck, I'm forgetting my lore now. But yeah. They collaborated and made Darksiders, and it was a really cool, yeah, this is a Zelda game for when there aren't many Zelda games about. But there are now three Darksiders games, and I'll be honest, when I read this, I was like, wait, when did Darksiders 3 come out? Is that out yet? And then I found out it came out in 2018, Mm -hmm. and I've been waiting (laughs) for that for ages. And I was like, what? I swear to God, I was watching trailers for that like a few months ago. So confused. That's just like, you can go play it now. Yeah, I've downloaded it now, so I will play it. And also on Valentine's Day... Dreams is finally coming from Media Molecule, the creators of Little Big Planet. They've been working on this for fucking ages to the point where people thought it would never come out or would finally get pushed to PS5, but it has been in a sort of weird beta for a while. This is basically the the game that allows you to create games. And it's pretty spectacular. It's people have been making all types of video games through it already and examples of stuff. And the trailer is a great example of, of just showing off yeah, the versatility. Wait, and do you get to play the games that people make? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's cool. It's I just a huge playground. I... Yeah, awesome. It's like Super Mario Maker or like the online bits of Little Big Planet, but um, on a huge scale of make what you want. Looks incredible. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited too. I thought it was meant to be part of VR at one point, but I don't know if that's still happening. Then we move into March. March the 3rd, we get another long-awaited PlayStation 4 exclusive Final Fantasy VII Remake Woo! Chapter 1. Alex, you're excited. You like Mr. Cloud? Very excited. Yeah, this is one of my favorite games on the PS1. And I've been waiting for this remake for so long. And Although I am kind of wish it wasn't going to be released episodically, I'm still really excited for it. 
Because I never, I never, I never actually finished finished it when I played PS One. Well, each episode's so. meant to be as long as a full game, though. Now, so you know, just depends how long you're gonna have to wait to get the full thing. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I never liked Final Fantasy VII just because I really hated turn-based battles, no matter randomized turn-based battles. I am disappointed that it's still turn-based in this, but obviously they have to. I appreciate that for the for the fans. I'm sure it will be more satisfying. But yeah, watching that trailer though, man, the dialogue is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. bad but i'll check it out when it comes out i'm intrigued march the 13th from team ninja we're getting neo 2 this is also a ps4 exclusive and an intriguing one i find because neo essentially came out as a dark souls a samurai style dark souls and then from software the creators of dark souls made Sekiro last year which is a samurai dark souls <laughs> uh, they do play differently to be fair but it's kind of strange to have neo 2 coming like the, the when we have the real deal now, I guess. But I know some people prefer Neo to Sekiro and vice versa. So fair enough, but it's just kind of a little strange. Mm. March the 17th, MLB The Show 20, PS4 exclusive. And exciting news, the last time that it will be a PS4 exclusive, because for the first time ever, MLB The Show have managed to get a ruling now where they can release on other platforms. So from 2021, it will be coming out on Xbox. It's baseball, right? Yes, Okay, and it's always been a big deal. Xbox has never had a pro aren't, aren't baseball. Are you supposed game. to be the one that asked that question, Alex? Oh, I'm not a huge baseball fan. It's like the only sport I it do could have like. Been, MLB could have stood for um, "Man Loves Boy." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's what first came to your brain. <laughs> which actually ties into what came to my brain, which was massive liability. <laughs> uh, wow. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, dear. If we're sounding a little weird, it's because we've recorded this one back to back with our films of 2020. <laughs> so. March the 20th, Animal Crossing. New Horizons comes to Switch. A lot of people are excited about this. I, I'll be honest, because Animal Crossing games are really, really cool. Katie, I think this will be right up your alley as a Stardew Valley fan. I do like the Stardew Valley. I got to the point that I could have pigs and then I, I, I let it go. You didn't ride them? You can ride your pig. I don't want to ride it. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Did you eat them? No. Mm. I just, just looked at them. I just let them nose. get nice and fat, and I gave them nice things. I was training them to be truffle pigs. Oh, cool. Ooh. We should play some co-op stardew. Okay. Don't ride my pigs. Mm, I can't promise it. Well, you're not allowed to play with my pigs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <Fair> rules. <laughs> Uh, from, I've been listening to podcasts and I'm pretty sure they were saying there's, there's certain key things missing from this Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's not like a f- normal full game. It's like set on the island or something. Mm. Fuck. I wish I'd done research in that. I'm not really into Animal Crossing, to be honest. So I don't, haven't been keeping tabs. But on the same day, we do get Doom Eternal, which I know Lee, friend of the podcast and co-host, is incredibly excited about. This comes out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. This game looks nuts. I watched a gameplay trailer. Nuts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it looks nuts. I mean, in a good way. They do gunplay unlike anybody else. And Doom, the remake, was stunningly slick and played beautifully and highly accoladed as it should be. It's just not for me. It's too loud, too noisy. Yeah. I like these games. Too fast. Do you really? Well, I like big guns. So I don't mind the loud. I like action. I like shooties, even if it's nonsensical shooty. And yeah. Yeah, we just went back to Borderlands. Yeah, when I was watching the trailer, I was thinking... If I played this, I would probably have to play it in the same way 
that I played Wolfenstein and just lower the difficulty. Yeah. And just yeah. kind of enjoy getting through it. Yeah. Yeah, Kate and I just went back to Borderlands three to do some more co op in that, and I had to, I had to like just go, can we, can we stop? Because Alan, I constantly me. try to play co op in that game, and at, it's about every ten to fifteen minutes, he goes, "Where are you?" Because he's trying to push the story forward, and I'm like, "I'm just taking out some guys," and I'm like, just in the middle of a <laughs> and battle. I'm like, you realize they're just keeping respawning. We yeah, need to fucking but then move on. Like, yeah, but I level. want the XP. I want my XP. <laughs> Oh my god, there's so much shooting in that game. It's just too it's too loud for me. I love it. I'm such an old man. You are. <laughs> I need a little breathing space. I can do the Far Cry shooting. Wonderful, because I can get tactical. But not tactics. Mm-hmm. That's different. <laughs> um, and I can do Halo, you know, but it's just too much in the old Borderlands. I feel like Borderlands used to be slightly more spaced out. It used to be a little less intense. But Anyway, March 24th. Bleeding Edge is coming to Xbox One. That's an exclusive from Ninja Theory, one of the many companies that they own now. These are the guys who made the DMC remake. They did Heavenly Sword back in the day, and they did Enslaved back in the day, which are PS3 exclusives. And they also did Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which was a oh, wonderful that was game. beautiful. And they just released a trailer for Hellblade 2, which was the first thing shown running on Xbox brackets, Series X. Close brackets. <laughs> Shit, don't tell um, Which looks phenomenal by the way but that's not coming out this year but this is bleeding edge it's a multiplayer melee game uh, it looks like it's trying to you know get in that overwatch kind of world but with melee combat mm-hmm. it looks fine i don't know i mean it looks well made but not my kind of thing personally mm. i'm excited that it's melee yeah yeah i like melee now we move into april april the third here is a game that i finally am excited about resident evil 3 nemesis or Resident Evil 3 colon Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have down is just coming to PS4. That's not right, is it? It's got to be coming to Xbox One as well. Nemesis but- read backwards is Sisemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Too much cold medicine God. for you. Uh, Take oh, the Dayquil away from him. <laughs> Obviously, everybody loved Resident Evil 2. I played through it and loved it so much. When, when Katie came around, we were like, you got to play this entire game that was really fun i enjoyed it because i would be freaking out and running away from whomever was chasing after me mr metal hat man mr x mr x and yeah i would literally be like right left go under there okay now go. it was like i was so stressed out but it was really fun i played it as far as as him coming out and then i didn't play anymore oh he's scary <laughs> it's too stressful I love Too it. Stressful. If you think he's scary, Nemesis is much scarier, and he <laughs> fucking hounds you through the whole game. So when I used to play yeah, Resident Evil games, and I played all the Resident Evil games, nearly to completion, all of them, maybe to completion. My two favorite used to be Resident Evil 3 and Code Veronica. Code Veronica I loved because it had a very different flavor, and I liked the story, and it was in a cool setting. Uh, Resident Evil 3 I liked because it was outside. I, I was really bored of the mansions of the 1 and 2. And I was really eager to get outside and see the city more. And yeah, this is obviously using the same engine as Resident Evil 2. So I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Mm. Mm. Uh, we're meant to go back to this trailer to show it to you again, Katie. I know you've seen bits of it before. We didn't, so I apologize. But on April the 16th, maybe the biggest game of the year. One of the biggest games oh, of yeah. the generation. Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. PS4, oh, God. Xbox One. From the creators of The Witcher. <sighs> I mean... What can we say about this game? So, won many, many, many awards for many years. Every time they show anything at E3, 
or anywhere else. It looks stunning. If you haven't seen any of it, it's essentially kind of looks like Blade Runner, basically, but in a slightly more Kira sort of day glow world, I guess. Mm. Keanu Reeves is in it, who, since people got all excited about that, he's now in more of it, apparently, because he asked to be. I'll be honest, when I've seen the gameplay, it looks wonderful. It doesn't look like, you know, something you haven't seen before in terms of, you know, it looks like a first-person shooter with RPG elements. But it does look like a very, very beautiful one with a very cool world. It's not going to be as big a world as The Witcher 3, but it's going to be a lot more dense with a lot more things, obviously, to do in it. Alex, you look salivating. Yeah, I am so, so excited for That's this game. Well. I really, I, I really, yeah, it's the day cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I really hope it, it lives up to the hype, but I am, I, I can't wait. It looks so, so beautiful. And it sounds like, yeah, the, the story is going to be sort of quite open as to how you dictate it and uh, decide which ways you go, which I'm really, really into. Have you seen enough of this, Katie, to get a judgment? Or no? I mean, it looks, it kind of just looks like, I just saw like the the kind of like reveal trailer for it. So I haven't seen actual gameplay of it. Has anyone okay. seen gameplay of it? Did you guys? Yeah. Oh, I have not. That's so, what I meant to show you before, but it's actually like, there's a huge chunk of gameplay that's very long. It's like oh, 25 minutes or something. Well, it looked beautiful. And I'm excited. I like the premise. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm not a big cyberpunk fan like it can sometimes be a bit dark and oppressive for me but i'm very excited about just their worlds and their pedigree of stuff like i'm, I'm hoping that this will be yeah, the open world sort of first person shooter that i really really want i'm prepared to be overwhelmed i guess that's my worry because i love the witcher 3 but i am overwhelmed when i play the witcher 3 like mm. there's so much in mm. item management that's a little too much for me yeah so i don't know I'm very obviously very excited because it's Cyberpunk 2077, but I'm not quite as excited as most people. I'm not as excited as this next one. Yeah, April 24th, a little game called Predator colon Hunting Grounds. PlayStation 4 exclusive, apparently. Is that right? Can someone Google that while we talk about this for a second? Do we have to talk about this in the same realm as we did about Predator since we all... Covered Predator no, together. Yeah, we'll all have to play this one. We yeah, should. we'll have to play it. This is from the creators of Friday the 13th game, yes. which, honest yes, to God... Sony exclusive. Sony exclusive. Oh, interesting. That's a shame. That is a shame because that will cut down how much I play it probably. Well, it's just harder for us to like link up and stuff. We're not used to doing our, our groups in that. We're very used to playing anything co-op or team-based on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, this is from the makers of Friday the 13th, which is a game that, honest to God, Katie and I were playing just two nights ago. Like, we still play that game a lot, and I fucking love it. And when we come to do the list of, like, the games of the generation, that'll be all my games of the generation. It's a chunky-ass game, don't get me wrong, but I get enjoyment out of it constantly. Constantly. So much fun. And I love it. And this game actually looks a lot slicker. It looks like now they've got some money. The only thing that concerns me are the guns, because what I like about Friday the 13th is there are no guns. Well, there is, but you can only fire one shot, so it's, like, very tempered. It's a lot more about strategy in a weird way. This does have, obviously, a marine shooter-based element to it as well. The Predator. Yeah, but how are they going to make that feel balanced in a nice way? Yeah, but it looked I mean, like, sure they have, kind but. of, depending on which kind of Predator you chose to be, you got different artillery. Yeah. So. And it's saying here on the website, you gameplay is required to unlock the predator hunter class berserker nice. class so you start out as the scout which is the stealthy one coolest looking one let's be fair pretty true yeah that was cool i like that you collect your trophies and things as well 
Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. Wow. Wow. Just that music. Oh, so good. I bet they were really hoping the movie was going to, the Predator was going to turn out really good to help boost sales for this game. The <laughs> brand recognition go up. Trials of Mana is coming out on PlayStation 4 and Switch. I don't know how much this will interest you guys. It does interest me. I know I'm not going to love it, but The Secret of Mana was actually my favorite 16-bit RPG. Even more, pro- well, I don't know. Link, fuck's sake. I forgot what Legend of Zelda's Link's Awakening. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. really going weird. You have. But anyway, in the SNES era, I was huge into Secret of Mana. Absolutely love it. I love the design. Love the love the sprites on that one. Love the colors. Love the music. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited to get a new one, even though I wish they would just keep making them 16-bit. And this one's obviously in 3D and all shiny. I'm guessing you guys don't give a shit. I don't, right. I don't know Not interested. This. Watch, saw the trailer. Not interested. <laughs> Not interested. It's got big hair, though. No. May the 5th, then. Let's head into the next month. Let's see if you're interested in a game that's really the story of your life, Alex. Man Eater. Man Eater. This is, um, oh, that's the old shark stiff right <laughs> <Yes>. there. <laughs> this is shark stiff. So I'm placing for Xbox One and Switch. This is a very shonky looking motherfucking game. <laughs> you, it really is. It really is. It looks it's shark. fun as hell. I'm excited. <laughs> eating everything you can level up your shark it looks like you can get electricity at some point you can evolve bizarre. it yeah i mean i don't know why every product that has a shark has to basically the budgetary restrictions of sharknado but <laughs> it does look like fun i hope they have a multiplayer where people get to play as the swimmers or whatever <laughs> that'd be fun there's a cool bit i saw on one of the clips that i was watching where you go into one area and you start going into sewers and in one of the sewers is a big crocodile. Nice. And you have to like, you can't fight the crocodile until you've sort of grown to a certain uh, level. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, like it was like in the in the trailer, it's, it's, it tells you to explore and then it just showed, yeah, two pipes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like it if you could pull up with another shark and then one could like, you could do the thing where you could like bling someone up and then- Oh, yeah. Someone else could jump. Sort of a bit Jurassic Park T-Rex style. I mean, it ends with you literally jumping over a beach. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ten days later, we get Marvel's Avengers for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Now, this is a game that had a lot of contentious press when it first got revealed because people were excited about it. It's got many of the greatest voice actors in video games involved. It's obviously got the Avengers brand. People weren't that keen on the restyling of everything because they've essentially taken the key Avengers from the MCU, but then not done their likenesses or even a suit. They've gone their own way with it, right. which people were kind of like, well, either pick different ones, you know, or do one or the other. Why would you pick the MCU ones if you're going to go your own way with it? Like, just go your own way and pick different ones, whatever. And then they unfortunately showed a bunch of gameplay that was very much on rails and didn't impress people who had played it. So they had a lot of bad press immediately. And then they had to come out and do some damage control and say, this is just the opening level, which is essentially training you and blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, as we, we watched Katie, there's this whole walkthrough where they really tried to explain, this is how the game's going to work. This is how you access levels. This is how the co-op works online. And then they show Miss Marvel, who is one of the greatest characters in contemporary comics. She's fantastic. Brilliant comic. Recommend to everybody. And she looks cool. How are you guys feeling, though, about Avengers? I have been confused the whole time as to what type of game it is. Is it just a multiplayer co-op game? Is there like a... what? Is there a story? I don't, I, I've been confused the whole time. They have shown now there is a story. 
And basically, you have what they call the war map, I believe. Is that what they call it, Katie? I yeah, I think so. And like, you can pick these ones to like progress the story single player, or you can pick these ones, which are called like war zone ma- uh, levels or whatever. So you have like a literal map in front of you of the world, and you get to pick which yeah. places you're going to for your next mission. And you pick which one you want to go into, which is essentially though picking a level. So it's not like an open world. It's not even like Destiny style. Where you're literally just like picking a little bit and jumping in. Which oh, I guess it's well, sort of similar to Destiny, but it looks much more level based. However, the if you pick the Warzone ones, they are the co-op ones, where you can play up to four people in co-op. And they said no matter which one you right. pick, whether it's single player or co-op or whichever one you do, because you can do them in different orders, it will still progress the overall story forward. Right. Uh, okay. So if you want to, yeah, you can just choose to pick play co-op the whole time. Which I'll be honest, even if uh, this game looks terrible, which it doesn't look terrible. I am excited about the idea of like us three hanging out as three different Avengers and you know just playing for some levels. I'd rather Um, be three different sharks. (laughs) Fair. I don't know how many characters they've revealed for it though. Exactly, because at the moment we you know obviously from that first one we know we got Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, and then we got Ms. Marvel. And I know they've said there were many others coming. I don't know. Don't know. Katie's just throwing shit around. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a shark. <laughs> May 19th, we've got Wasteland 3 for PS4 and Xbox One. This is, again, exciting for many, many people, but I don't think for any of the three of us. So I apologize, but we're going to move on unless Alex is into it. Nope. I watched the trailer. I said no. Yeah. A lot of people are really into it. I respect that. It's just not our game. May the 29th, yeah, the game not. that is all three of our games. Oh my god. Naughty Dog are gonna bring us The Last of Us Part 2. PlayStation 4 oh. exclusive. Fuck. And oh boy. I mean God. So this was already pushed back by a few months because it was meant to come out in February originally. I think when so, they first yeah. did the release date. And fair enough, take um, your time. Get it right. Yeah. Take as much time as you want. Because I am very, very excited for this. Early footage and gameplay looks stunning. It really does. What's upsetting me the most about Last of Us Part 2 and Cyberpunk 27, uh, sorry, 2077 and games like that, are that we're so close to the new generation. And you know, give it six months after yeah. the new generation's out, they'll have newer versions of them. And it's like, oh, it would be so great to just wait and play them like that. But I can't wait. There's no way. Yeah, I'm surprised with those two big titles that they didn't wait and make them exclusives for that. Yeah, but you can get gen, twice the money. I guess they would have already been... Like everyone wants yeah, to do what Grand Theft Auto Five did, and just keep making money. I mean, but yes, looks looks phenomenal. The gameplay we've seen looks phenomenal. I love the fact that every enemy you meet has like different names and personalities, and they're trying to make everything feel yeah, human. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like they showed it. Have you seen that clip where? I mean, I can't remember which review it was, but Ellie shoots a guy on the roof, and then you hear a few minutes later they're like hey where's bob has anyone seen bob and like all the npcs are like looking for him and it's just like oh then ryan reynolds walks by and he's all confused (laughs) yeah he's like i'm I'm getting out of this like i'm trying to i'm tired of being bob (laughs) but like the the gameplay and the action and the the animations all look so smooth and fluid like as far as like what you can do and how you interact with the characters and stuff. Nobody oh, does I it. I can't wait. Nobody does it anywhere near as good as Naughty Dog. And I don't, I can't comprehend why. Like, there's so many games where you're like, yeah, yeah. this looks, you know, this is so great. It's like, is it though? It's great for a video game. But Naughty Dog's like, no, this mm-hmm. is exemplary. This yeah. is, you know, yeah, as good as any movie 
They make um, they make games better than mo- some movies. Like, yeah, I won't say most, but some. Well, action films, which are right. what, you know, particularly when you look at the Uncharted games, like these are just action blockbusters, but they have heart and nuance and beautiful moments in them, which every other action film that goes to cinemas, they don't have those. They're not they're not afforded them. And that's the thing is like with the Uncharted games and with The Last of Us Part One, like I've gone back and played those through multiple times because of that similar similar sense of like oh i want to like watching your favorite movies rewatching yeah. your favorite movies because i like want to have those moments with these characters again and it's you know i, I sort of want to be sort of in the thick of the action with them and it's yeah there's just nothing else like it it's yeah. really awesome do you ever sit around and like wonder what nate's doing right now <laughs> <laughs> wonder, wonder what nate's doing right wonder now what he's doing. Oh, say, I want to go say Nate, hi. Nate. No, Nathan Drake. <laughs> no, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Drake. We know what Nate's yeah. doing. Yeah, resting <laughs> in peace. Resting in peace. <laughs> we hope zombie Nate. Who knows? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> May the thirtieth. This is the last game we have an official date for before we're going to get to some not confirmed ones. Fast and Furious Crossroads on PS4 and Xbox One. Have you guys seen the trailer for this? No. <laughs> Yes. Vin Diesel makes an appearance. <laughs> he does. He does. Vin Diesel in digital form is quite scary. To be honest, it looks fun. <laughs> like, it looks pretty cool. The car racing looks enjoyable. And the graphics look fine. Don't know. It is what it is. Now, I just love the bit where they say to Vin Diesel's character, well, you just got to do what you do best. And then it cuts to his, like, car falling, <laughs> yeah. diving off a building. <laughs> yeah. You do best to defy all human and worldly laws. (laughs) All right. There are loads of big games coming in 2020, but we just don't know exactly when they're going to be. Here we go. All right. I want you guys to pick three from what we just went through. You get three of those games, which is, to be honest, is a lot. That's a decent decent amount to give you. No, you know what? Or should we just do two and two? Two and two? Change the rules. Yeah. All right. You get two from that list and then you're going to get two from the next list we're going to go through. Okay. Although I think it makes it less interesting because I know which two Alex is going to go for. (laughs) (laughs) From the first ones, for sure. Pretty obvious. (laughs) Pretty obvious. For the second list, it's going to be very hard for me to choose two because there's four definitely I want to play. Five. (laughs) Four. All right, Katie. No, four. Well, Alex, do the formalities. What's your two from the first? Last of Us Part 2. It's my number one, Cyberpunk 2077. Katie Watson. I'm torn. Definitely Predator, Hunting Grounds. But I'm torn between, I mean, Maneater is just like, it looks really fun. Hang on, hang on. on. You're not seriously not putting the last of us. That was not my official answer. Calm down. (laughs) I was just saying, torn. Just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. And I'm excited about it, but obviously Last of Us Part 2 is... Okay. My like so Predator and Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, definitely Last of Us Part Two is the one that I most want. <sighs> Again, I'm really hoping for Cyberpunk 2077, and that probably is my next one. If I could just have one, because I'm just very keen to try just to see. But I will say, I'm really because mm. I know exactly what I'm getting. I'm very excited for Resident Evil Three. I really am. I think that's going to be fantastic. Too scary. <laughs> <laughs> you can complain in our house. Alex. I think I think Last of Us Part Two is going to be fucking terrifying. I really do. I think yeah. that's going to be much scarier. Don't say that. Uh, <laughs> all the clickers. <laughs> all right. The big games so we don't have confirmed dates. Dying Light 2 on PS4 and Xbox One. Alex, 
You just watched 25 minutes of this. How do you feel? Did you play did. the first one? I played a demo of the first one because okay. this is the like free running parkour kind of From game, the original right? people who made Dead Island, yeah, the zombies, uh, yeah. only this one isn't set in a beautiful setting. The Dying Light was set in a miserable kind of sort of like apocalyptic city. Yeah. So, I played a demo of Dying Light, didn't really get into it. Remember seeing like E3 release of this maybe two years ago and and- just its story idea and its sort of world building and and how you kind of choose how the narrative unfolds and it really sparked my interest and then forgot about it and then I remembered it and I thought it hadn't it had come out and I'd missed it yeah and then saw it on this list and then today watched a th- 25 minute <laughs> gameplay demo I I think it looks cool I think it it looks it looks really cool yeah I did play the first one quite a lot I thought the gameplay was cool I don't think they're the slickest programmers. I had the same problem with Dead Island and Dying Light is, is better. Some people really, really loved it and I thought they were very much over the top. I think it's a very decent game. I do find the setting a little bit too miserable and I do think Dying Light 2 just looks a little prettier so it's a little bit more interesting. But personally, I prefer the more vibrant sort of setting. Mm. But the gameplay was really cool. I like the parkour of it. Yeah, it had a bit of a Mirror's Edge vibe to it at the time. And I like it. Yeah, there's a lot of melee combat in it as well, which I enjoy. And it was generally spooky. At nighttime, the zombies... That's scary because they get a lot more powerful at nighttime. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I think we've talked about this before in games with day-night cycles. I think you're the same out. You tend to just skip through night cycles and play <laughs> during the day, which is what I do. And then this game, I've, I've won. can you skip through night cycles in this? Because then I feel like if I just played this during the day, I would be missing a huge chunk of what the game is. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember that you could because I, w- I would watch Al play this one and I remember him like hunkering down in places and essentially right. waiting it out if he got stuck somewhere. Yeah. Which is a form of skipping. Yeah, but you literally had to like <laughs> yeah. sit through the night. You couldn't just, like, you know, get by a campfire or something and be like, and now it's, like it's morning. Yeah, yeah. It's like in a rainstorm. Right. You just got to wait it out. <laughs> yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, another PlayStation 4 exclusive. This is from Sucker Punch, who did Infamous and Oof. Sly Cooper. And that's basically all they've made. So this is their first new IP in quite some time. Stunningly beautiful looking samurai game that a lot of people thought was going to get pushed to PS5 because this game's been sort of delayed quite a lot, or at least been pushed back from where our expectations for it were. But no, it's definitely still coming out on PS4. They've assured us. I'm sure it'll come out on PS5 as well because this is a flagship game for them. But it looks so fucking beautiful. Is this the, the one on the, really that he rides the horse around a lot? Yep. I like this which, one. Yeah. Which you said was like a real world Zelda, basically. Yeah, it was basically, well, I said it was like Japanese Zelda or something. Yeah, all the all the footage that they've released for this looks stunning. Yep. It really does. Yeah, honestly, like, I mean, the infamous games weren't my favorite. Some people love them. So that's my only hold up is like, have they leveled up as developers for the gameplay? If you know what I mean? Like I found the infamous games fun, mm. but they weren't top, top, top tier for me. They were slightly down. Whereas this looks top, top tier. So I'm hoping it plays that way. But definitely for the design and the visual flair, this, this looks really stunning. I hope they hit a sweet spot in length as well. I don't want it to go on for too long. It'd be great if we get all these different locales in a sort of 10 hour, 12 hour journey or something. I don't know. Mm. And I'm not sure yet how open world it's going to be. I don't know. I'm intrigued if it's going to be yeah. more mission-based or... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I always thought it would sort of be like Assassin's Creed open-worldy, but 
Maybe not. Don't know. Speaking of Assassin's Creed, nice the segue. creators of Assassin's Creed Odyssey making a game called Gods and Monsters. Coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. We haven't seen much of it, but this is essentially looks like there was someone was making Odyssey and was like, hey, let's do other things with these Greek gods, but in a different vibe and combine it with Breath of the Wild. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks cool. From what I've seen, it looks really, really cool. If, you know, again, they're great pedigree. You know it's going to be a big game. Katie's a huge... I mean, you two play a lot of Assassin's Creed. Yep. Yeah, Odyssey is a game, I would say, in the last 18 months that I just keep dropping back yeah. into. Especially, like, if there's, like, a period between a new game that that's coming out that, that I'm looking forward to, this has always been my go-to. I often sit and wonder, Odyssey's what's Cassandra doing right now? <laughs> and I go and hang out with her. <laughs> what? Yeah. But does this, does this tantalize you then, Gods and Monsters, or do you feel like you're getting enough anyway from you know mainline assassin's creed games or zelda or whatever i'm not gonna lie it didn't look the most exciting to me it kind of looked kitty-esque in design but we saw very very little so i don't want to judge it based on that so i'm excited just by the legacy of it so we'll see yeah for me it was hard to look at it and not just think how much they were copying breath of the wild but saying that, I'll, yeah, I'd still play it. I think I will play it on the Switch, though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Half-Life Alex is coming out as well. We talked about it on a previous show. Alex. This is a VR. Yeah, just the out-of-nowhere announcement of Half-Life is finally coming back, and it's insane, but it's also a prequel. It's not really a sequel, and it's going to be a full game, but in VR. And who knows what's happening with this, but this is huge news, and I know it doesn't mean much to either of you two because you're not Half-Life players. But yes, at one point, Half-Life ruled everything and was, was the biggest game franchise in the world and the most respected game franchise in the world. Every single best of list, it was the number one game. So this is a big deal because it's been a long time since they've done anything with it and left us on a cliffhanger, and now they're not giving us the answers. <laughs> but hey, here's sure. a weird VR prequel. <laughs> very Good luck. Very strange. I'm going to come to the next one a little bit later. We've got No More Heroes 3 coming to Switch. This is from Grasshopper Studios. This guy is crazy. I've forgotten his name. But yeah, I used to really enjoy these games on Wii, on GameCube. Did No More Heroes, Killer7. Did Shadows of the Dams. On Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, did a game called Lollipop Chainsaw. Which uh, yeah has like a cheerleader girl with a chainsaw with the severed head of her ex-boyfriend i think it was who was talking to her and uh, i I can't remember it was a very he's fucking crazy guy be a great roller derby name lollipop chainsaw (laughs) yeah that's true and it's yeah this game looks just as crazy which is what you'd expect he kind of does a lot with qtes and if you watch the trailer he does it in a weird way he doesn't put up button prompts in a normal way he makes it all part of the design and the art of the game and stuff and music is a big part of it as well yeah I'm excited just because he makes weird games. But I, I personally wish it wasn't just coming Let's to Switch. Go. I wish we were getting on Xbox as well. Mm. Hey-ho. Hey-ho. Psychonauts 2 is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. It's another long-awaited sequel from Double Fine, the brilliant team who did Broken Age, one of my favorite games of the generation. They did Brutal Legend for the last generation. They did Grim Fandango back in the day, and they're run by Tim Schafer, who, of course, was heavily involved in Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle. Now, Psychonauts... Yeah! yeah. I mean, the pedigree's incredible, and Psychonauts is a much, much loved game. 
I mean, I kind of got into it at the time, but for me, yeah, I don't do many 3D platformers and stuff like that, but he does have character and charm and, you know, a, a whole different level to that stuff of how he does it. And his <laughs> sequel is, gets many people very, very excited. Only Beyond Good and Evil, I think, get people more excited than Psychonauts 2. Katie seemed kind of into this with this Nightmare Before Christmas Oh, that's 3D this one. Rayman. Yeah, I'm yeah. very much into this. I love this style. I love this, like, weird nightmare vibe of everything that was going on. I liked all the dental stuff, you know? I'm into this. I like the, like, <laughs> like weird the fucking, <laughs> like, alternate university sort of characters. So, I'm in. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, you can, uh, I think this one looks better, but you can taste the original if you want. It's, I believe it's, it, it's been remastered and stuff for Xbox. Alex, you don't have any allegiance to Psychonauts, do you? Nope. But you like the Monkey Islands. I, I like those old point-and-click games big time. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Did you play Broken Age? I played part of Broken Age. I didn't I didn't finish it. Oh, it's delightful. Dude, play it, man. It's so good. So good. It's so good. Seriously, you'd love it. It's, I will. It's I will go back game. and finish it. Rainbow Six Quarantine, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. A lot of people, yeah, Rainbow Six Siege done incredibly well. And this is the kind of horror spin-off of it. So yeah, if you're, I haven't really played it. I played it for the week it came out before it really picked Steam and picked up Steam, and everyone really got into it. And then I fell off. But yeah. In Spain, is it called Rainbow Six Wreck? <laughs> A little uh, wreck <laughs> joke there for any of our oh, <laughs> recording joke <laughs> for any of our two <laughs> listeners on that show. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, then we've got Rust finally coming properly to PS4 and Xbox One. I think it's been in, what do you call it, when you can access stuff earlier on Xbox. But anyway, this originally came oh, yeah. out in 2013 on PC. It's a multiplayer survival game. It's cool for us to get more of these kind of games. They're normally left on PC, so it's nice to get a proper version of Rust. So it's worth noting, even if it's old games old. Skull and Bones apparently is still coming out in 2020. I'm not convinced. This was meant to come out years ago. This is coming out PS4 and Xbox One. It's Ubisoft. Some sites are saying it'll be out in March, but pfft, believe it when I see it. We'll see. It's essentially all of the piratey bits from Assassin's Creed Black Flag on the ships, but done, you know, way more intensely. That's the only pretty much gameplay you're doing is all the ship battles. It looks gorgeous. Like it's, it's graphical fidelity. It's, it's far surpassing Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but people, I mean, this was playable years ago at events. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Not sure if it's ever coming out or it might just get scrapped. Give us some pirate ship battles. Come on. Then our our last three big games I'm going to talk about, and I'm sorry if we've missed something that someone's excited about, but we've got Watch Dogs Legion coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One. This, of course, is... I mean, they started off as basically Grand Theft Auto clones, but where they were dealing with hackers and using technology to get around. Kind of fumbled a little bit. Like they thought it was going to be like Assassin's Creed, where the first Assassin's Creed was a little po-faced and a lot of people didn't resonate with it. And then the sequel really took off. They thought that would happen with Watch Dogs 2. And it probably should have. The San Francisco-based Watch Dogs 2 was a lot of fun, but it didn't. I think now they're hoping it's going to happen with Legion, which looks like they've doubled down on the fun. And their big selling point is every single character you see in the game is playable. Every single Insane. one. Insane. Insane. Although they seem to only show you the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they say then like they've got all the like audio bits recorded like all these yeah it's it's nuts did you guys play either of the old ones and if you did or didn't would you play this i did not but i would i you played would? a bit yeah. of the first one but really really late in the game and i was like oh god this is awful <laughs> it just didn't look good or play well 
played a little bit of two, but I'm very, very excited for this one. Okay, so you are going to try this one out? Absolutely. I, I the, the demo that they did at E3 last year or the year before, whenever it was, yeah, looked looked awesome. And I'm just really curious, to be honest, to see if they can pull off what they're promising and just have every character become a playable character. Is that the same reason for you, Katie, or is there a different... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it just looks interesting for what it is. And then to have that sort of features, it's like, how could you not, like Alex was saying, to see if they can pull it off? I'm definitely going to try it out. Yeah, the same curiosity as you guys. There's always a little bit of soullessness to Watch Dogs games. So I'm hoping they get over that with this one and get some personality in there. I'm not a big fan of things set in London. So that's my only drawback here. <laughs> Um, I'd rather something set somewhere little somewhere that I want to be rather yeah. than where I am. It felt very like MI sexy, which I I'm into. So yeah, like, I hear so many people where they're like, "Oh, this game's set in London, and that's really exciting because that's where we are." And people in San Francisco are like, "Oh, it's great, Watch Dogs too," because I live in San Francisco and now I play it. So it's like I would I want to play places that I don't live. You loved playing GTA Five in that's LA. That's true, but that was more you when I was when it. I first. You rode the freaking Ferris I wheel on the you. Santa Monica Pier. I agreed with you. I just said that's true. I did. But that came out exactly when I was starting to go to LA. So it was like, I was very excited about being in California. But to be fair, there is also something to, I just like a world that's pretty, you know, and beautiful to explore. I don't find London that, you know, it's, it's pretty gray is what it is. So it's a type I of like pretty. It. Right, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love London as a city. And in fact, we might be doing a podcast based on first timers coming to London pretty soon. Which is a weird that one. that has to do with our podcast. It's very theme. exciting. Very exciting. All right. The two big games that have left till the last one technically hasn't been announced, but it's almost definitely happening. And I know you guys would be its core audience. There's going to be a new Assassin's Creed game this year. Yeah. Almost definitely. Mm. Almost definitely. Mm. And mm. yeah, it'll probably bridge the gap, won't it? I mean, it'll probably come out on both consoles. That's what it'll do for sure. November mm. release, I'm guessing, at the time when the console's coming out. And from every rumor and every leaked bit that's been around, it's going to be Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. What? Assassin's Creed does Vikings. the Vikings. Yeah, I heard about that. I want to know, yep. as two big Assassin's Creed fans, from the look in your faces, you're both happy with that decision. But because here's the thing, they went ancient Greece. And there's yes. a sprinkling of mystical stuff in there. But they're still sort of keeping their feet grounded at the same time, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're definitely 100% telling you that the ancient gods were real, though. Okay. Yeah, and that, like, Cassandra's, Cassandra's a descendant. Cassandra's a descendant. Her like, brother's a descendant. Because with she Origin, has, she's like a the one previously, they definitely did not go full out with ancient Greece. It, like, they hinted at oh. stuff again, but then they used, like, drugs and they used, like, sort of dreams. Oh, no. You, like, take down Medusa. No, no, no. I'm saying in Origin, the one before. No, I know. I'm saying I'm saying that oh, ancient Egypt yeah, one, but I'm yeah. saying an Odyssey. No, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in ancient Greece, like they kind of kept one foot in both. I think they were scared because they've always been about history, so I think they were scared to go full on. And then with Odyssey, they went a little bit more with Ragnarok, a little bit, and it wasn't like until the DLC that they right. really, yeah, brought in like the mythical elements. Yeah. So that's what my question is: with Ragnarok, you can go full on fucking, you know, Valhalla. Yes. Do you want it to go full on? Let's you know. Let's just get rid of history. Let's just go crazy and have fun. Or do you want it to keep more in line with? No, we're going to keep this so we can have that history mode that Assassin's Creed the last two versions have had. I would prefer the balance of what they've had in these last. Yeah. Two. 
I mean, I honestly, I learned um, so much in Odyssey. Yeah, and I, I, I prefer that if they bring in those mythical elements that it, it, it's done in either DLC or sort of side quests or something like that. Just there, there's been a good balance so far that I, as far as that goes, as far as like historical, more historically accurate content mixed with like the myths and legends that I would hope that they stick to that. But then, I don't know, is this like Viking kind of vibe also a response to the success of God of War and like that? Is well, it that's kind what I mean, God of War is full on myths. So, do, yeah, you want, yeah. would, do you want your Assassin's Creed to have big old lake snakes, you know? Yes. I was about to say, I want sea monsters. <laughs> you want sea monsters? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which I guess like it could also be a DLC. It could be like a weird side mission where if you do a certain thing and call whatever but i want to balance i guess because i like the history and i want to learn about vikings as i'm playing and i want to be in that world but at the same time i want there to be that level of excitement of unknown do you think there's a contextual way to learn the history through the real things that happen but then by yeah adding in the like, myths in odyssey i learned all, all about ancient greece and i learned about sparta and athens etc but then i also got to like go through a labyrinth and defeat a minotaur like, that was amazing. Cool mission. It was so great. So, I mean, I think that they do have a healthy balance where it can be educational, but can also be like, oh, my God, they're actually going to let me play this. And it's not just a myth to these people. Yeah. And I guess, like, the thing with the those elements, those mythical elements, is that they've found really clever ways to integrate it into the Assassin's Creed narrative. Right. So, that it kind of... That it, that it fits and it works right. as well. The, when you step into that kind of, when you step over that line, they still tie it in to the sort of narrative Assassin's Creed kind of universe narrative. Um, and then you go back. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I'm saying like, I've always liked that balance. It's I been, do too. It's worked really. so far. Because even I believe her character, when you see the Minotaur is like, holy shit, it's real. Like it's not necessarily yeah, yeah. a world that they all fully believe either, even though it's part, it's her world. Mm -hmm. So I think they do that balance extremely well. And the weird thing is, because we're all on different ends, like I played every Assassin's Creed up until we got to Origin and Odyssey, and then I stopped, and then you guys <laughs> kind of like came in. I picked up your flag and ran. <laughs> well, and it is when they changed. Yeah, I came in I came in on the French Revolution one. Yeah. What was right. that one called? Um, was, that, was that Assassin's Creed Unity? Yeah. Yeah, Unity, Unity I think. Do they have a Legion as well? Yeah. So I dropped in on Unity and Black Flag, mm -hmm. and then I was like, "That those are the ones where I came into mm -hmm. this year." And obviously, they changed massively. The Origin and Odyssey, you're kind of resculpting. You you know your camera's a little further away, and you're in massive open worlds, yeah. and it's a very different style yeah. of game. They're like RPG light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's more what I would want. That's the annoying thing. I wish I jumped in later, <laughs> but I was just so sick of all of the gameplay elements by that point that I couldn't get the enjoyment out of them like you guys did, even though I can see it's there, you know, particularly if you're new to it. I think it's a lot more enjoyable. Um, for me to bring me back in, yeah, I'd want to see more myth. Like I just, it's the po-faceness of it that kind of drags me down a little bit. I love the history modes being there. I really like the walking around Athens and like, yeah, getting all of the tutorial things that tell you about the sort of lectures, but I really would like to see some crazy shit going on. Again, I like monsters. So. Do you guys ever want to come see some cool pictures of me swimming with whales? It's in my Xbox. <laughs> honestly hi one time katie i was i was playing odyssey and i was going through the map and sometimes i accidentally <laughs> did you see one of my photos the thing where it's like where it's like photos yeah and yeah. i was like in a random location i think it was in one of the atlantis dlc 
missions and I was climbing up a mountain oh. and then there was a photo and I scrolled over it and it was like Katie Watson and I was like what yeah <laughs> I was so proud of all my photos I worked real hard on those I was very excited. I would wait like so long for my eagle to fly the right per- I was like because I get the angle just right and I was like okay this is what I want and then yeah. I had to wait for my eagle to just like fly the right spot and then I'd get the picture <laughs> you know these are the important things in life you should spend time on <laughs> I fucking love your pictures. (laughs) So good. They're so good. Okay. And the very last game that we do have to talk about does not have an exact release date, but we know it's going to be out at the launch of Xbox brackets, Series X or Series whatever, (laughs) is of course Halo Infinite. From 343 Studios, the team that took over from Bungie, who did the last couple, Halo 4 and Halo 5. By the way, if you don't have the Master Chief or if you have Game Pass, fucking download the Master Chief collection right now if you listen to this. It's insane. It's now had all the games added other than 5. So you have 1, 2, 3, 4, ODST and Reach. And they all have like everything open for multiplayer, which is crazy. Even in Halo 1, which didn't have multiplayer. That was added in Halo 2. And you can... Yeah, fuck around with everything however you want. It's a wonderful collection. You can play them all co-op online and all the fun. You can also have those fun things with the remastered ones, by the way. You can just press that button and go from how it used to look to how it looked in the moment while you're while you're moving. That's really so cool. I really love it. I've been dipping through all of them because I'm really, really excited about Halo Infinite. And this is something where I've been playing Halo since the very beginning. I've, what made me buy an Xbox to begin with, like most people. Yeah, and I used to love them all. We used to cancel everything. We'd have friends come around. We'd ignore school. And we would just get pizzas and just play for like three days straight Halo, the story, until we're through it in co-op, you know, on couch co-op. And then we'd create little, you know, blanket tents so that you couldn't see on each other's part of the screen while you played Halo online. And then when we eventually got the 360s and started playing online, that was my game. That was my, like, I played some Call of Duty and I played some Gears and stuff like that. Play quite a lot of Gears, actually. But we played Halo every single night. Halo 3 every single night. And then ODST and Breach and all that fun. It's the only online game. Honestly, I was good at that game. Like, I was good at that for a while. I think I joined you and Tom once playing Halo on the 360 Did you really? online when I was still in London. Yeah, you yeah. Have. It was like one of my first introductions. You had a great time. It was Love awesome. It. Love the online. For some reason, it doesn't make me angry like Call of Duty online does. I've um, never played any Halo. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So this is why I'm intrigued because, yeah, for I liked, I think it was four I liked more than most people did, but it was definitely dis- it wasn't as great. And I was hoping they needed new blood. So I was kind of excited when Bungie left and went and made Destiny. Because like, cool, we're going to get a new studio doing something new. But no, the new studio, like many that take over, like Gears, when they when they took over from Gearbox. Sorry, not Gearbox, I forgot the original name. Anyway, but when these new studios take over, they're too worried about messing with the legacy. So they just try and recreate what was done before. And that was disappointing for me, but it was fine. You know, the story again wasn't great, but fine. The online, immaculate, still fantastic. But this one, this is kind of their reboot. They're taking some time off. It used to be every year was Halo, and then the next year Gears, and then the next year Halo, and then the next year Gears. And that's how Microsoft got things done. They haven't done that for the Xbox One generation. We have had Gears of War 4, and we've had Gears 5. With Halo, we've had, yeah, Halo 5. Did 4 come this generation? But anyway, there's been a long gap. It's been a while since Halo 5. It's been a few years. And we're finally going to get a new one. And it's just called Halo Infinite. And it's definitely kind of a reboot. And from the trailers, it's definitely them trying to get back to that feeling you had. Not the reality, but a feeling you had in Halo 1. When you got off that ship and you walked out onto your first Halo 
and you looked up and saw the ring above you and the majesty of the mountains around you and the stream that was running through. And it, yeah, it was unlike anything else at the time. It really was. And I'm super fucking excited. I could be let down for sure. But to have a new console with a new Halo where they're not just trying to follow on, they're trying to like, no, go, no, let's get this right. And that trailer, it's all about the wildlife and it's all about the peace and quiet and like the empty open spaces and the majesty of the world. And I was rewatching it with Katie today and this is the one from 2018. And at the time, I don't think we necessarily knew it and I don't think they've confirmed it. But 100%, that looks like the graphics that they're showing right now for the Xbox, next generation Xbox. So I feel like that entire trailer is in-game from two years ago for the next Xbox. And I feel like it tells us much more than we thought it was going to in terms of, yeah, this is genuinely, this is that shot of the warthog rolling through the fields. That's what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. That's that's the game. And I'm really fucking excited. And it's the game, like, I have to always play Halo. I get my friends together, whether it's uh, ideally four of us, but definitely two of us, and just play co-op online all the way through with people who appreciate it, you know, not people who are just going to rush through. And I'm so excited to do that with this game. Uh, with a new console under the tv but as two people who katie who's never played a halo game this trailer does it do anything for you or are you just not fussed it looks beautiful i don't really get the con- i mean i know the concept of sort of the concept of halo but i don't really get that anything from that storyline from this trailer i just get kind of like what you were saying the world but it's a beautiful world and i would play in it <laughs> You know Cortana from Windows. <laughs> Alex, have you played any Halo then before, other than a little bit online? So I can't even remember what Halo would that have been. That would have been back in Halo three, probably twelve. And was that on Xbox three hundred and sixty? Yeah, three hundred and sixty. Yeah, yeah. probably be Halo three. Yeah, Halo three, maybe. Oh, well, Halo three was two thousand seven, so probably not. <laughs> Halo four then. I mean, I really enjoyed playing it both with you guys online and just playing solo but i haven't gone back and played any of them since then so yeah no i was really excited for this trailer i definitely would be yeah excited to play this one and definitely try playing it online with you guys i think would be really fun just because i had my memories of playing that one yeah like i had such a good time and that's sort of rare for me with online games that's true (laughs) all right that is everything we have on our list. You guys get to pick two games from the dates not confirmed list. What do you want? We're obviously adding in Ragnarok to that list as well, which potentially might be one that you what? guys are going to pick. I get out. Jesus. What do you want? I don't find it that hard, to be honest. But I want Ghosts Yeah. Tsushima. Tsushima. I want Sushi Ghost. I want Watch Dogs Half-Life and uh, Assassin's Creed and Dying Light 2. <laughs> I think that was two, right? Yeah. That was two. Yes, yes. What Pick your just- two, Alex. <laughs> pick your two. <laughs> I can't have but I can pick up. Give us three. Fine, ghosts, and now I really want to play Halo. I wasn't like as excited before we started talking about it. So I'm going to say ghosts and Halo. Oh my God. Why not? Really? What? Not Ragnarok? It's you. You know how many hours you're going to sing in Ragnarok. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let me reiterate my list again. Ghosts, Half-Life Watch Dogs, Dying Light 2, and uh, Ragnarok. <laughs> Fine. Eddie. Oh, my God. I'll say Ghost and Ragnarok. Ghost and Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean, we're all doing Ghosts. I mean, for me, it's Halo. It's so fucking pretty. It's Halo by I a can't. mile. Again, 
they could let me down. But for my anticipation level, Halo by Mar. That's the only game really this year done other than Last of Us that I'm so excited about. And then, yeah, it goes to Tsushima because it does look gorgeous. I'm not as... I'm, honestly, I'm not that excited about everything else that's here. Assassin's Creed, I could be. But they need to... They need to do something different. For Ghost, will you play it on the PS4 or will you wait to play it on the PS5? I'll play it on the PS4. Right. Unless okay. it ends up, you know, not coming out till October or something ridiculous, you know. If it's a month away, yeah, then I'll wait. But if it's over two months, then I'm going to... Yeah gonna have to dive in i don't want to wait for my life <laughs> to be over and with that deflating oh of another balloon you're both wonderful thanks for talking video games sorry <laughs> listeners that some of our energy isn't there <laughs> it's been a tiring tiring day but I'll be honest, I'm more excited about the films this year than I am the games, but we have a new generation coming, and I'm very excited about that, and we have The Last of Us and Halo coming, and those two alone for me are like, that's enough. You know, and that's, Sushi Ghost. Oh, yeah. That's, and, old sushi, and old Sashimi. No, mm. yeah, so there's just like a, f- a handful of games that I think are enough to be to hold up the whole year, but nothing for a while. Ghost, Ghost of Sashimi Man-eater. is when you have bad Sashimi. <laughs> Maneater and Sushi Ghost. Sashimi. Perfect. But guys, honestly, yeah. for me, for games, it's nothing till April that I'm really excited about. That I'm really excited about. Predator. Yeah, Predator and Resident Evil and, and even Trials of Mana for me and Cyberpunk. That's all in April. That's going to be a great month. But before then, I'm kind of just treading water. I want it now. You can play Yakuza and sprinkle pe- pepper on people. Yeah, well. I'll do that. I'll do that, but I'm not super excited. I'm going I'm to keep doing some of the games in 2019 that I haven't put enough into. I need to finish Death Stranding and some other bits. Yeah. Anyway, you lovely people. Thanks for chatting. For those of you listening, please do go back and listen to our movies one. That's where most of our energy started. <laughs> and then on yeah. Fridays, you can tune into our horror show where we're going through slasher movies of the 80s with Katie and Shannon. And it Ooh. is great. Let me tell you what, because Shannon screams a lot. She does. Katie and Shannon combined canon. <laughs> Artist Fuck shady. Sake. Um, we will be back with a very energetic and contentious shady. episode. Shady canon over here. <laughs> contentious episode very shortly when we're going to be discussing the greatest films of 2019. We're also going to do our personal list of our top game uh, sorry top films of the decade and then we're going to be doing exactly the same for the games where we're going to have argue out our favorite games of the of 2019 and yes our personal list of the decade uh, odyssey so i'm excited to do games of the decade that's gonna be cool and i might and some people are welcome to sprinkle in their things as well i actually ha- have some music of the decade i want to do as well and things like that yeah we can talk about all your favorite things you ate this decade okay Tweet I really, at me. Uh, I really. What about I would favorite love it, Star really. Wars films of the decade? Oh, yeah, that's why we didn't close off properly last time. I'm Mr. Al White on everything. Please uh, follow me in Hell Abuse. What about you guys? I want to. I want to know what your favorite thing was you ate this year. And my Twitter is at Watson Dearest, or Instagram is my dearest Watson. Oh, my Twitter and Instagram is at Alexander Chard. I didn't even have to say the at. Why did I say that, Alexander? <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be confused. Yeah. Uh, soon to be changed to Alexander Sharkstiff. <laughs> Should let your wife know. Watch out, Wolfhard. <laughs> He's coming for you. <laughs> I really yeah, need the restroom, so I'm going to wrap this up. All right. We will be back in a few days with lots of other content that's nonsense. Until then, we're out, geeks.
What if he comes back as Wolf Chard? Yikes. 